Girlfriends, episode number 255, 10 in-house date night ideas. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week, we're talking about in-house date night ideas, whether you've got little kids, grandkids, your busy life. Let's find ways for you and your spouse to connect. Let's get started. Hey, girlfriends, how are you? I am doing well on this fine freezing morning when I'm recording this. So I'm recording this early in the morning. So I'm out in my car, which I did warm up because it's 18 degrees this morning. And yet I'm still feeling pretty chilled, even sitting here in a heated car recording this. So I go out to my car. I used to do it because, well, I still do it because there's so much activity in the house and it's noisy in the house. Um, But more and more lately, I've been doing it uh, so that I don't disturb other people in the house, whether they're working or right now it's really early. So most of them are still sleeping in the house. Um, And, you know, the car is like my little recording studio. So it's kind of nice to be here, kind of nice to connect with you here. I'm awfully glad that you're here for this episode of Girlfriends. I'm always grateful when we can connect here. So if you're a first time listener, I want to say welcome. Welcome to Girlfriends. We are so glad you're here. I'm thrilled that you are checking out this podcast and I'm grateful that you are here today and part of this community. If you're a sometimes or longtime listener, thank you for that. What a gift you are. What a gift to be able to connect with you here on Girlfriends. All right, so this week we're going to be talking about in-house date night ideas, but first I want to be sure to mention um, a new project that I am a part of and I'm excited to be a part of and I want to invite you to be a part of it. And that is the Catholic Bible Summit, which we're calling The Word. Now, this is a virtual event. It's put on by Cardinal Studios, which is the same group that I worked with to put together the Catholic Mom Summit back in November. And this one is going to be focused on scripture. What a great idea. So it's called The Word and it's called the Catholic Bible Summit. You can find it at catholicbiblesummit.com. But if you're going to go over and register, please use my link because I get credit for people who register through my link. That would be very helpful to me. It's one way that you can help support the event and support the people who are putting it together. Um, So I'll have my link in the show notes at ascensionpress.com or you can get it on my social media. So this is a free to register event, just like the Catholic Mom Summit. It's structured very similarly in that you're going to have access to the entire summit for free over the course of three days in February. You can check out all of the details by clicking on that link and registering. Um, And you'll see that you'll have access to all of the different talks. I'm not even sure how many, but again, dozens of talks from fantastic presenters, not just me, awesome people like Uh, Mark Hart, of course, who is hosting the summit, and he is um, also known as the Bible Geek. You might know him on social media or other places um, from that name and from Life Teen. Also, Scott and Kimberly Hahn. Oh, my gosh. You know, side note, when Kimberly Hahn was on the show a few episodes back, I got so much feedback from people saying, is she that really nice? Is she that really authentic? Yes, she is. She's so wonderful. I loved that conversation with her. If you didn't get a chance to check that out, please do. Do yourself that favor. Go back and listen to the episode with Kimberly Hahn. Um, It's probably, it was before Christmas, I believe. So anyway, going back a few episodes, check it out because 
she is just the real deal. And she is such a mama, a mama to us all and such a matriarch and a, a beautiful example for all of us in embracing her marriage, embracing her role as a wife, embracing her role as a mom and now a grandmother. So beautiful, inspiring episode. So that's just a side note, but Scott and Kimberly Hahn are part of the Catholic Bible Summit. Also Jackie and Bobby Angel, Elizabeth Foss, lots of other amazing Catholic speakers that you know and love. And you can hear them all for free. It is free to register. Follow the link in the show notes. It's going to be linked up in the Girlfriends podcast show notes over at ascensionpress.com or just click on my social media. I've been sharing the link there as well. All right, on to this week's topic, which is in-house date night ideas. Now, this is something that we always need. We need inspiration for these kinds of things. But the reason that it's on my mind right now is because I've been kind of brainstorming together with Dan things that we can do together in the evenings that aren't watching television. We've been motivated to do this because Dan is currently uh, doing Exodus 90. Some of you might be familiar with that. It's kind of a hardcore, intense, uh, sacrificial program that goes for 90 days. It's, it's designed for men. I can't speak for the program because I'm not affiliated with it in any way. Um, but if you want to check it out, I'll put a link to it in the show notes if you're interested in it. it's It's been very popular, especially in recent years. So you may have heard of it. There might be people at your parish that are participating in it. It's for men only. Anyway, one of the, the sacrifices that you make during the time of the 90 days that the man makes, which Dan is making, is uh, not watching television for the 90 days. Um, and... That significantly affects our life, my life, even though I'm not doing Exodus 90, because we generally do watch television together in the evenings. It's a way that we kind of relax together and we might be doing something else at the same time, like I might be on my laptop or I might have a book or whatever, but we have TV on usually. And that's part of how we kind of connect together at the end of each day. We've been very much in the habit of doing that. Other times we'll, you know, watch a movie or um, we, we've gone through phases where we're addicted to certain shows and it becomes something that we really look forward to at the end of the day, kind of sharing together. Uh, but with Exodus 90, that's not going to be happening. So it's been a little bit of an adjustment and kind of figuring out like, okay, how can we relax together, have some fun together, connect at the end of each day. And then that made me think of date nights, which not every night needs to be a date night, but it made me remember how years ago, we used to be much more rigid about having an official date night. And this was back when we had so many little kids all you know, under the age of 10. And it just really wasn't feasible to get a sitter on a regular basis. And so we didn't, but we had date nights anyway. And we didn't have the budget for going out anyway. And so we got creative about how we would spend our date nights. And so we've been getting creative about how we're spending our time right now. And I wanted to share some of these ideas with you because whether you're looking for a date night idea and you just don't have the money to pay a sitter or go out for a fancy dinner or go to the movies, or maybe because of COVID, you're not able to do those things. You can still have a date with your husband, with your spouse, because it doesn't have to involve going out. You can get a little bit creative and there are many things that you can do that are low budget that are in-house. 
So let's talk about those things. I'm going to share some of the things that Dan and I have been doing during this time of Exodus 90. And I hope that my list will inspire you to not only schedule a date night with your spouse, but to share with me some of your ideas, what things have worked for you for your in-house date nights. And you know what, if you were in that stage where you still have a, a bunch of little kids and you're just exhausted and you're like, a date night sounds really just exhausting right now, I still want to encourage you to do it because, you know, Dan and I, probably not during COVID, but pre-COVID, we were at a stage in our lives where we could go out on a regular basis and do things. Um, and even during COVID, we do go out on occasion. Um, but when we couldn't, it, it was it was difficult. And but it was important, I think, even probably more so important that we set aside one night each week that we called our date night. So for us, it was Thursdays. And I'll just uh, briefly describe for you Thursdays became our date night and we we did not go out. We generally did not go out for it. And um, what we would do is give the kids an early dinner. We would feed them SpaghettiOs or, you know, something easy like sandwiches for dinner. And they loved it. And it was early dinner for the kids and then quiet time upstairs. If they were older kids, they were allowed to read, maybe watch a movie. Um, younger kids went to bed and the kids got used to this routine of Thursday nights were date night and they wouldn't bother us. And so we would have our time together downstairs and it would be, you know, it wouldn't have to be anything fancy. Maybe we'd get takeout. Maybe we would make a kind of fun like steak sandwiches or, or something like that and then play a game or watch a movie or, you know, watch a television show together. It just was kind of sacred time that we had set aside for us and being deliberate about it and making it mandatory, I found was really key. So I want to encourage you to consider doing that. The fact that it was on the schedule meant that there were times when we weren't even getting along very well. We might have been fighting all day, arguing, disagreeing about something all day, having bad feelings all day, but it was Thursday and we were doing date night. And that really forced us to reconnect. Um, there were other times when there's all kinds of crazy, stressful things going on in our lives and it was tempting to cross that off the calendar. And yet we didn't. And it was really important that we connect during the middle of that stress and, the, and that we connected and had a moment, a, a shared evening of time together that was enjoyable, where we enjoyed each other's company. In the middle of the crazy, in the middle of the stress, it was really important that we did that. So making it simple and then making it mandatory, those are the keys, I think, to being successful about these in-house date nights, especially in your early marriage, especially in your early parenting years when things are, it's more difficult to have you know, your usual going out kinds of date nights. Okay, so I've got 10 different little ideas, nothing dramatic or crazy or super out of the ordinary, but just things that maybe that you haven't thought of as date nights in the past and that you might consider doing with your husband. So first one I want to mention is games. So we here usually play board games and that kind of thing together as a family. So it's us and the kids. It's pretty rare that Dan and I would ever play a game together. But the times when we've made time for it, especially Scrabble, because we both enjoy that game, have been so fun and just a really fun way to connect with each other, uh, a fun way to relax at the end of the day and maybe encourage your your brain to work a little bit, maybe in a way that you aren't using it during the day, um, kind of give yourself a challenge in that way. Uh, and just it 
you know, friendly competition can be fun. You want to make sure you're not um, investing so much that you're not such an overly competitive person or your husband isn't that it's going to turn into bad feelings in regarding who's who's winning or who lose, who's losing. Um, but consider that. Like, what's a game that you used to enjoy? Maybe something you haven't played in years. Maybe a card game that you used to enjoy. Or just go to a, a store. Like, there's a local bookstore here that has a section that's all different board games and not Monopoly and sorry, but like, you know, unusual and creative kinds of board games. And there might be a a shop near you that has things like that. Just browse through and see what's available, see what there is, or otherwise look online for different kinds of games that you might enjoy. Um, You know, maybe go on Amazon and and look through and, you know, can you can read the reviews and get an idea of what these games are like. Uh, I've done quite a bit of that looking for family board games, things we'll enjoy as a family. And we found a number of unusual games that way that we really enjoy. But now I'm more focused on couples. And um, so Scrabble is a great one for us, but you might have something else you enjoy. And don't roll your eyes at board games because I know my kids do that. And sometimes I'll do it too. Like, come on, that's so lame. You know, why wouldn't we watch a movie? But no, that can be a really fun way and a different way to connect and have um, something that you're, you're focused on together that's really enjoyable and fun. And, you know, maybe something that you did years ago and it can be can remind you of your former selves if you take part in that game together. So consider a game. And, um, you know, so if, you, if you're going to be making it a date night, you might want to dress it up a little bit. You might want to have a bottle of wine if you're not doing Exodus 90. Or you might want to uh, make a special snack or something that you're going to enjoy or play some music that you're going to enjoy as, um, during that. You know, kind of set the, set the mood, set the tone a little bit. But uh, playing games can be a really fun way to connect as a couple. And doesn't cost you anything. Well, except the initial purchase of the game, I suppose. All right. Number two, reading aloud. Now, many times we think of this as something we do for our kids. Reading aloud. Big fan of reading aloud as a family with all the kids and, you know, reading chapter books out loud together. Great way to spend time together. Well, you know, it's also a wonderful way to spend time together as a couple. And you might think that's weird or you might feel like it's awkward. But get over that because... There's a real intimacy in reading to each other. So you might pick a chapter book that you've enjoyed. You might pick something you've both been wanting to read, maybe even a nonfiction book, but I really like fiction books for this sort of thing. Dan and I have in the past um, read Narnia books to each other, just taking turns reading one chapter aloud each evening. Or, you know, if you're going to make this part of your date night, you might read more than that or just take turns going back and forth really a fun way because you can pause in between and talk about it. You just are sharing that story together, especially if it's a story that's familiar to both of you, something that you both really enjoy or something you're excited about learning about and exploring together. Um, So reading aloud is a really wonderful and beautiful way to connect together as a couple with an in-house date night. But maybe you want to listen to an Audible. I know for me, Audible has always been something I listen to on my own in the car or when I go for a walk or pre-COVID back in the days when I would, you know, fly on airplanes. So it was always just like a me and my audio book kind of thing. And I never previously considered, you know, putting it on for Dan and me. Yeah, maybe like in the car with the whole family, that, but that was actually very limited as well. But just last night, in fact, Dan and I were listening on Audible together to a book uh, that he really loves and I haven't previously read by Ernest Hemingway called Islands in the Stream. 
And he's such a huge fan of Hemingway. I am too. I mean, we love Ernest Hemingway. So it's been fun to do that together. And, you know, and that way, neither of us is like on the spot having to do the reading and all of that. And it's actually done by a professional actor who does it really well. Um, so we're really enjoying that. And in and, and the moment, I was thinking, this is really actually very nice. We were, you know, alone together in a room and I had lit a couple of candles and it was cozy in there. And we were listening to this book together really nice. We didn't intend for it to be like a romantic moment, but it was. And it was it was really just a, a really nice, intimate thing to do together. So consider doing that. If you don't want to be reading aloud to each other, you could just listen to an audible, an audiobook together. All right. Number three, this one was suggested to me by a girlfriend whose husband recently went through Exodus 90 and they did puzzles together. And I haven't tried this one yet, so but I'm putting it on the list because I think it's such a great idea if you enjoy doing puzzles. It's a nice shared project. And maybe you'd pick an easy enough puzzle so you could complete it inside of a couple of hours so that it's not like this ongoing project. You know, the ones that are like 10,000 pieces, maybe it's like a week-long project, which might be nice in an ongoing way. Um, but if you just want like a one date night thing, maybe pick an easier puzzle, something that you can accomplish together. If you go on Amazon, there are so many different kinds of puzzles. So yes, jigsaw puzzles, and you might really enjoy that. But there are many different kinds. There are like three-dimensional puzzles. There's all these creative different ways that you could challenge yourselves with a puzzle together. And that's a really cool idea and a creative idea. So, um, you know, for your in-house date night, you might... Um, choose a puzzle that you could solve within a couple of hours. One thing that's kind of a long, it's kind of a hybrid between puzzles and board games are these um, escape room games. So escape rooms, as you know, are rooms, actual businesses that you can go in and have an in-person experience. In fact, my husband, Dan, um, owned an escape room for a few years before it closed during COVID. But Escape rooms uh, are also available as board games. So if you go, you have to look a little bit. Maybe you can get them on Amazon. I'm not sure, but we found ours in like specialty game shops and that kind of thing. And it's really like a step-by-step -step puzzle that you solve together through a board game. So you're doing different kinds of clues. You've got different kinds of props. There are a bunch of different kinds of them. So if you're into that kind of thing, if you like those kinds of puzzles, you might really enjoy doing that. And that is one that you can solve, you know, within a couple of hours. I think most of them say they like two to three hours or something like that. And we've done them together as a family, but it would be super fun to do one together as a couple and just focus on that together as part of your date night. So some kind of a puzzle is a, a great idea. And that's number three. All right. Number four, learn something. Now, this does not have to involve going out of your home. There are so many things that you can learn through YouTube, like how to bake bread or how to speak Spanish or, you know, how to dance ballet or any of these things. You can search on YouTube and find tutorials for all of these things. Um, also, you know, YouTube is free, but you, you know, if there's something you're really interested in, um, I really want to recommend um, Masterclass. So this isn't something that I have done before, but I thoroughly checked it out before Christmas. It's at masterclass.com, not an affiliate or anything like that, uh, not a sponsor of the podcast, but 
in in that you it costs you a bit of money. I think it's a little bit over a hundred dollars, but you get access to a series of video courses that are professionally put together and put together by experts, like how to play tennis by Serena Williams. Okay. Like, okay, that's great. Um, and there's tons of cooking ones, different kinds of hobbies, photography, um, you know, something like that. If you want to spend just a little bit of money. You might do that. And then the two of you could, over the course of several weeks, just once a week, take a class, just like you would in person. You know, we have to be a little bit creative about these things during the age of COVID. And doing this in your home is very doable. Um, But if you don't want to spend money, you don't have to. You can uh, just check out YouTube because I've been amazed at the kinds of tutorials and the kind of self-help that is available on YouTube. So you might learn something together or you might learn something together through a book. Um, if you want to learn something step by step there, you know, whatever the subject is, if it's woodworking or how to draw birds or how to how to paint with watercolors or whatever, um, look, look for a book that can walk you through that. And, um, you know, spend a little time doing that together. Really a fun project to get together with your husband and talk about what you might enjoy learning together. Would you enjoy learning karate? Would you enjoy learning uh, yoga? Would you enjoy learning um, a different language or how to cook something? Or, you know, what is it? What would you enjoy learning? Fly tying. I mean, whatever. The, the, the list is endless. There are so many different things that you could enjoy learning together. And the fun thing about learning something together is you'll each have different responses to it. You'll be focused on something together. And it really is a creative process. It brings out a part of you. It inspires and encourages a part of you that it would be just dormant if you were sitting there watching a movie together. So um, look for something that you might enjoy learning together. Um, That's definitely doable as an in-house date night. All right. Next, I'm going to suggest that you cook something together. Okay. Plan a special meal together. This can be so fun. And I know you probably cook many of the meals in your home and it feels like drudgery to you. And the last thing you want to do on a quote unquote date night is start messing up in your kitchen again. Well, let me tell you, it can be a shared project between the two of you. And, and, the, and the focus is different if you're not, you know, trying to put together a meal for the family. If you're cooking something together as a couple, maybe cooking a special meal that you're going to enjoy together, maybe cooking a special in- dessert that you're going to enjoy together. The times when Dan and I have done this, and let me tell you, he is not a cook. Uh, he will barbecue if I ask him to, but he generally is not experimenting in the kitchen. But when we do it together, he is interested in it. And um, he's he's actually quite good at many things in the kitchen. So um, one example of this was when we went away on our family vacation. I shared with you on a, a previous show where we were talking about family vacations um, that we each as couples, you know, us and some of our kids um, took turns taking over making dinner. And it kind of took the burden off of me on this family vacation where we were staying together in this Airbnb. Um, It took the burden off of me of trying to prepare a giant meal for a great number of people every evening, which would be not so fun on vacation, uh, more of a chore. And it, it really was fun to share that responsibility. And people got excited about their night when they were putting together a meal. And um, our kids who are married did it together as couples. And others of our kids just did it uh, paired up with one another. Really fun project. And so the night that Dan and I did it, 
was really fun. We had a lot of fun putting the menu together and, you know, thinking about like what food might we like to make. And um, and then we, you know, went out and got the ingredients and we're preparing it together in the kitchen. We even had to prepare the night before because we were making tiramisu and it had to sit in the fridge for a while. Um, So then we made pasta carbonara and I was responsible for that. And uh, Dan made the appetizer, which is a beef carpaccio, which is a dish that we've never made before. (laughs) We've just enjoyed it in restaurants and Dan really loves it. Um, And so he figured out, you know, how to do that. And we worked together to pull that meal together. It was so fun. It was really just an enjoyable time just together working on that project. And so, yes, we happened to be on family vacation and it wasn't like a quote unquote date night, but we were alone in that part of the house during that time. And it was a really fun way to connect. So why not do that in your house? Pick, you know, a a recipe that you might enjoy or put together a menu and then, you know, cooking together in the kitchen when it's just the two of you and there aren't kids around, maybe sharing a glass of wine as you do it is so fun. I don't care if you truly enjoy cooking or not. I don't care if your husband does or not. It's a fun project to do together. Even if it doesn't come out perfectly, it can be fun just attempting new cooking skills, new things in the kitchen together, tasting and trying new things. So maybe looking for a way to do that. You know, just recently I purchased a pizza stone. So I've been experimenting with uh, cooking homemade pizza on it. And the night um, I did it a few nights ago when a lot of the kids were coming over, Uh, Dan took over and started making his own pizza and it was really fun. And that's an unusual thing for him to do. But it really stood out to me like this is a fun thing to be doing together. So maybe something like that. Pizza is pretty easy. And um, so maybe that might inspire you, especially if you buy the pizza stone. It's going to feel like a special thing to be working on together. So pick a recipe or, you know, plan out a meal and then make it together and just enjoy that in-house date night together. That doesn't have to cost a lot of money. All right, number six, moving on. Okay, this one I say um, with some reservation because it, it may not be all that romantic, but it can be a lot of fun is to work out together. Now, if this isn't something you generally do, um, you may want to kind of ease into it. Or if one of you is way into fitness and the other one is not, you you might want to kind of temper how you do this. But I just, as I was putting this list together, I just recalled how Dan and I used to do P90X together. We both were doing the program together and... um, we would work out separately, but every once in a while we would pick an evening and do one of the workouts together. And oh my gosh, we could hardly work out. We were laughing so hard. It was just so fun to do this goofy thing and actually challenging thing together in a way that we hadn't experienced before. So, you know, that might suit you and your husband's personalities. Um, you know, just check out a, a program that you might enjoy together. If, if you generally do work out separately, maybe ask your husband to kind of walk you through one of his workouts or you walk him through one of yours um, or share together the experience of trying something new. I mean, it's just, I I just have such fond memories of doing that together that I am inspired to to do it together, Um, especially during this time of Exodus 90. Why not spend our evening doing that? Um, So, you know, it might not be P90X for you, but there might be some other program or um, some other challenge that you might take on, you know, together. I remember this wasn't a date night, but this might inspire some of you because it doesn't have to be complicated. Um, This was a, a time years ago when I was really into jump roping, okay? as a workout, which is so simple, right? And it doesn't cost a lot of money. You buy a jump rope. And um, there are different ways that you can challenge yourself with jump roping. Um, I actually think 
jump roping is officially part of CrossFit. I've never done CrossFit, but um, anyway, jump roping can be a great way to work out. And there was one, uh, or actually a couple of different evenings when uh, a few of our kids and Dan and I were taking turns kind of challenging each other to different jump roping challenges. And it was a ton of fun. And you just put in that like kind of a little bit of competitiveness, a little bit of a challenge, and um, it it really becomes fun and uh, a great way to connect with each other. So, yep. Danielle Bean is suggesting that you jump rope with your husband as an in-house date night. Well, if you're not into that, you can skip this one. But um, for many people, that that could be a nice way to spend time together um, doing some kind of a physical challenge. All right. Number seven, make a plan together. I know couples who, you know, go out a couple of times a year to talk about their goals for their family life or their goals for their marriage or their goals for their work. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be like that, um, but making a plan together, you know, one evening when you have time alone together for a family vacation or a smaller trip that you might take together um, or something that you're going to do for the kids or how you're going to spend time together as a family or whatever it is you'd like to plan, maybe making a plan for, you know, work you're going to do in your garden this summer or, you know, whatever it is, whatever you you are focused on, what are your goals inside of your, your home and your family life? What things might inspire you? And how can you make that plan together? It it can be really a fun way to kind of have a shared goal and be looking toward the future together, which is naturally a connecting and bonding thing to do. Don't make it something that's so difficult, like lesson planning for homeschool or meal planning for the week that it's not going to have some element of fun. I really like the idea of planning a vacation, planning, maybe planning, you know, during these long, cold winter nights, maybe planning your, your summer like week by week, what are some things that you want to be sure to do this summer that might be a fun way to spend a winter evening together? So make a plan for something. What do you want to plan together? Not in a way that's demanding or feels like homework, but in a way that's inspiring and feels like fun. Maybe spend some time thinking about what inspires your husband. What kinds of things does he like to look forward to? Does he like to plan for? How can you be a part of that if you make a plan together for something related to whatever that is? So make a plan together. All right, number eight, home improvement projects. Yep, that that's what I'm suggesting. And yeah, it doesn't sound immediately romantic, but it can be so fun to connect together over shared projects, not necessarily cleaning out a closet or, you know, rearranging the furniture, although that can be fun. (laughs) Side note, that can be fun. If you're going to be rearranging furniture and kind of reworking your plan for the inside of your house, that can be a fun way to spend some time together. Um, But other home improvement projects, like maybe you're going to do a, you know, something that's going to add some beauty to your home in some way. It might be painting. It might be something simple. I know some people enjoy painting. If that's not you, then no, don't do that. Um, Or maybe installing new shelves somewhere that you need it or... Um, you know, I, I don't know. What what do you want to accomplish inside of your home? And how could you do it together? See, the thing here is that having this shared goal um, while you're working on this project together is, is part of the romance of it. Yeah, not typical hearts and flowers and chocolates kinds of romance, but the romance of connecting with each other. The, the romance of understanding one another, the romance of having this bond of this shared goal together, this life that you're building together, this home that you're creating together. 
what kind of project, uh, big or small, might you take on that could help you to focus on that a little bit more, help you to recognize that, encourage you to be team players inside of your home and family life? How can you do that? Look for a small home improvement project if you're not veterans of it already, something that's not going to stress you out. It might be just like repainting a table or refinishing um, one small piece of furniture somewhere. A really fun project to do together. And you can be so proud of the finished project once you've accomplished it. One thing that Dan and I did um, together, this is many years ago now, was he built a little cabinet. Now, Dan, um, he he's quite talented at building and uh, different kinds of carpentry. So that might not be what your husband enjoys doing, but if he does, put him to work on something like this. He put together, he, um, he had some old wood. So Dan has for years, you know, many years ago, he, he tore down a couple of um, old barns here in New England and he salvaged the wood from them many pieces of the wood and the beams are inside of our house. Now they're part of our house and there are parts of our flooring inside the house. Um, but other pieces he's saved over the years and done different projects with cabinets and whatnot. In in this case, he built this small cabinet um, that was really nice. And it kind of had this old kind of farmhouse look to it because it was authentically old kind of distressed wood. And then I painted it and I picked out a few little items to kind of display on the shelf on it. And when we hung that thing on the wall, let me tell you, I loved that we created that together. So it might not be a cabinet project with you, or it might be. There are some ways that you can, um, you know, do a little bit of Googling, do a little bit of research for a small project if you're not experienced at these kinds of things that you might enjoy putting together. And then in enjoy that process together. Enjoy the challenge of it, even if it doesn't work out. Try to enjoy the process of learning and doing something new together with your spouse. All right, number nine. I want to encourage you to learn more about each other. So one way that you can accomplish this is by each of you write down 10 questions. And um, this is like a version of the newlywed game that Dan and I have enjoyed doing in different ways over the years. Each of you can write down 10 questions and then write down next to them um, your response to that question and then what you predict your spouse's response to that question will be. And then you've got 20 questions between the two of you. And it can be so fun to go through, share the questions, um, and each of you try to guess what the other person's response will be to it. And um, then you then you share your answers and talk about them. So they could be anything from like, what's your favorite memory as a child? What, what are you most looking forward to in the coming year? Um, you know, what was your most embarrassing moment? You know, or whatever. And Find a way to, you know, set aside time for that. So this takes a little bit of prep work ahead of time, but it, that's also fun. That's also part of the process. So learn something about each other. Um, if you don't want to bother with, you know, putting together the questions and all of that, you can do this spur of the moment just by taking some quizzes together. There are so many quizzes online, like for your personality type. I mean, everything from, you know, Briggs-Myers um, personality type to your temperament to, you know, what kind of cheeseburger are you? You know, <laughs> whatever, what Star Wars character are you? Or, you know, goofy quizzes like that. 
that can be a really fun way. And we've done this together many times um, to learn more about each other or just to laugh or, you know, to kind of talk about topics that you wouldn't normally discuss or to remember things together. And, and so, you know, that's an easy way where if you don't want to bother putting together the questions and doing that prep work, even though that's really fun to do, I really do recommend it. Um I think just taking those personality tests are a nice way to learn more about yourself and learn more about your spouse and talk about some of these things. So yeah, if you take a serious personality test um, or a temperament test or what's your love language test, that's a great one. There are so many of these online. I'm not even going to link to them. Just Google them. They're all over. Just find ones that suit you and ones that you're interested in learning more about. And then take those together and discuss your answers together. A really fun way to spend time together. All right. Last one. Number 10, create something together. So I was inspired to share this idea because I was recalling when Dan and I worked on the manual for marriage together. So this was a book project that we were working on together uh, through Tan Books. I've talked about the manual for marriage here on the podcast before. Dan has been a guest here on the podcast before. Um, but inside of this book, we were talking about the, the vocation of marriage. We were taking turns writing reflections, sharing on these topics, the vocation of marriage, on the indissolubility of marriage, on the idea of giving a gift of yourself to your spouse, of creating a home together, of raising children together, all of these really important topics. And I was almost kind of dreading doing that project together with Jan because I thought this is going to be really challenging and maybe we're not going to agree about different things and um, maybe we're going to be getting on each other's nerves as we're working on this together. But I was so surprised by what a wonderful thing that was for us to do together. How I looked forward to the time when we were going to be focused on it together in the evenings. So, you know, it was a beautiful project to work on together. I'm really proud of the book we put together. And it occurs to me that creating something as a couple is a wonderful way to bond, a wonderful way to connect in authentic ways. It's very meaningful. And um, so it might not be a book for you. You and your husband might never want to write a book together, but maybe you do. Or maybe you just want to create a blog together. Or maybe you want to, you know, create a series of photography together. Um, what are what things do you like to create? What do you like to create already? Um, maybe you want to make a podcast together. Maybe you, you know... I had mentioned earlier, you know, learning something. Maybe one of those skills is one of those things that you want to do together, working on artwork together, um, working on some woodworking project together. Creating something together just inspires that creative energy in you. It taps into something that no movie is ever going to tap into and really brings that spark of new life into your relationship. It can remind you of who you are. It can remind you of who your spouse is. Um, you know, it, it doesn't even have to be some amazing project that you're working on together. But the idea of creating together is really a, a beautiful and inspiring way to truly connect together with your spouse and remember who you are because all of us are creative beings. Now, it doesn't have to look one certain way. Give some thought to the kinds of ways your spouse is creative. How does he enjoy being creative? How do you enjoy being creative? How can you meld those two things together? 
maybe you would spend one evening doing a project that he enjoys and a different evening doing something that you enjoy or several evenings working on a much longer project. Um, just, I really want to encourage you to spend that creative time together with your spouse. I think too often inside of our married relationships, inside of the time that we spend together, we kind of fall to the lowest common denominator or, you know, just, or passive activity. What's easiest? Oh, it's easiest to sit here and watch Netflix. And there's nothing wrong with sitting there watching Netflix. We have enjoyed many a night together watching Netflix. Um, and it can be a great way if you're just exhausted parents, especially to just, you know, regroup and refresh yourselves or um, have a little rest time at the end of your day. Totally fine. But um, I really want to encourage you to also consider something creative that you could make together. What do you want to produce together? You know, your married love is meant to be creative. It's meant to be productive. You're meant to bring forth life, of course, through the children that you bring into the world or that you are um, gifted together to raise. But also in other ways, your love is creative. So look for ways that you can express that during your in-home date night. It doesn't have to cost you anything. All right. So those are my 10 different ideas, but I I bet you have some ideas. I bet you have something that you're going to inspire me with. How do you and your husband spend in-house date nights? Write to me, Danielle at daniellebean.com. Connect with me on Voxer. The link to do that is always in the show notes at ascensionpress.com. You know, if you can't remember to go to the show notes for the links and the various things I talk about here on the podcast, no worries. Just right now, pick up your phone and text the word girlfriends to 33777. That's girlfriends to 33777. You can get subscribed to an email list. You will automatically receive the show notes for every episode of Girlfriends right in your inbox. So you won't have to worry about getting those links. You will have immediate access to them. Also, you'll never miss a show. So it's a win-win. I'd love to connect with you in that way. All right, coming up, I've got some, uh, actually a listener question from Erica about Botox. This is a good one. But first, a quick break. I'm Danielle Bean, and you're listening to The Girlfriends Podcast. I'm Jeff Cavins. I wrote The Activated Disciple because I know how easy it is to practice the faith and to study it But what if we lived our entire lives without doing what we learned? God doesn't just call us to be students. He calls us to be disciples, to look and live like Jesus. If you yearn for a life that moves beyond just studying and believing, if you yearn to become an activated disciple, then this book is for you. The Activated Disciple teaches you how to take your faith to the next level so you can become an instrument for God to transform the world. To order The Activated Disciple, visit ascensionpress.com or Amazon. Welcome back. All right. This is the part in the show where I like to share some listener feedback or listener questions. And this week I heard from listener Erica who writes, Hi, Danielle. I would love your advice. I'm struggling right now with family members on both sides, mostly Catholic, who are my age or even younger, 30s and 40s and up, who are doing things like Botox, fillers, and even going under for liposuction in order to feel good about themselves. I get invited to Botox parties. Who knew there was even such a thing? And declined because after giving it some deep thought and prayer, I decided that I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. I felt like I would be listening to the devil who is telling me I'm not pretty enough. I also wonder if we are being proper stewards of our money spending it in that way. 
Part of me is bummed at missing out on the social aspect of the party. I get invited to events and I know I could attend without getting services, but usually I don't. Mostly, I'd like to help my sisters feel the same way I do. I want to suggest that they are listening to the devil, but as you could imagine, I don't see that going very well. How in the world can I suggest this idea in a loving way? Thanks so much. Love your show, Erica. All right. This is um, a really important topic, it occurs to me, Erica, because I've experienced this too, where, you know, someone that I, I know closely is considering doing these different kinds of things. And let me be clear at the outset, I'm not saying these are sinful things to do. I'm not. There, It's not immoral to get fillers or Botox. Of course, like anything else, it's possible to do these things in a way that would be sinful. But I, I kind of share your perspective, Erica. It more often than not, it makes me sad that we feel pulled toward these things, that we feel pressured toward these things, that that we're we're distracted or that we might allow ourselves to be distracted by these kinds of things or spend a lot of money on these kinds of things. So the way that I've handled it, and in fact, I just had a texting conversation with a girlfriend about this very topic. So this is fresh on my mind, um, saying like, do you think I should go and give this a try? And Again, I'm reiterating, there's nothing wrong with it if that's something you do or something you want to consider trying. I'm not saying absolutely you're not allowed to do it. Um, But this is my natural response. Like I said, my natural response is to be sad because here's my beautiful girlfriend, truly beautiful, um, considering this. And then my my thought is why? Um, And I think we need to remind our sisters that they're beautiful. We need to remind them, um, and this is what I did with my girlfriend, was say, not only are you beautiful, look at your beautiful life. Look, you know, you are a certain age. And because you are a certain age, look at these beautiful things that you have accomplished together with God in your life. Raising this beautiful family, having this beautiful, thriving marriage, this wonderful relationship with your husband, being an active and generous member of your community, of your parish. Just all of these things that we tend to negate, like all of a sudden, no, I've got these these wrinkles around my eyes or on my forehead. And and so we, we tend to think of ourselves as less worthy. And so I would, rather than, as you are suggesting, Erica, that it might not go so well to say, that's the devil talking to you. Or you might say it in a lighthearted way, but, you know, remind them who they are. Remind them of how beautiful they are. Remind them of how worthy they are. And remind them also, I think this is an important point to make, that if you are 47, it is okay to look 47. If you are 67, it's okay to look 67. If you are 32, it is okay to look 32. Just like I'm always reminding mamas that it's okay to look like you are a mother. There's so much about our culture that kind of pressures women into looking like something that they're not, whether it's, you know, immediately you have to lose the baby weight with these, you know, the the subtle, not so subtle pressure that you see when a celebrity's on the cover of a magazine, you know, three days after giving birth in this bikini with this perfect body. What on earth is going on here? Why, why are we pressuring mothers to look like they've never given birth? I mean, that's, crazy. And, you know, that doesn't mean don't take care of yourself and don't be, you know, conscious of nutrition and fitness and all of these different ways that we take care of ourselves. But don't don't allow yourself to feel pressured to be something that you're not. Ultimately, that's a very sexist thing in our culture, because, yes, I think men experience it to some degree, but nowhere near the degree that women experience it. This pressure to be what you're not, this pressure to look like something that you're not like 
look like a 20-year-old when you're 50. Why? Why? Look like you've never given birth when you've given birth several times. Why? You know, and this is this is just the insanity that I think we end up buying into in our culture. And ultimately, it's it's a privilege because we are a comfortable culture. It's a privilege. We're concerned about these things. Right. Um, but it's OK to look like the age that you are. And it, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I thought of this recently. Um Dan and I went out with some of our grown-up kids and my daughter-in-law was with us and she's uh, 22. And, you know, the waiter, when he brought the food to the table, gave her her plate and said, for the young lady. And then he turned to me to give me my plate and he said, for the other young lady. And you know what? I, I wasn't rude, but I'm kind of rolling my eyes about that. Like, I don't need you to tell me I'm a young lady. I, I'm 48 years old. I, I'm okay being 48 years old. That's not a young lady. And there are many good things that come from being 48 years old. Thank you very much. Things that I wouldn't change that I now know, things that I can do, things I've accomplished, things that I have learned in my life because I am this age. I don't need to look like I'm 22 because I'm not. That's not who I am. And I think we need to encourage one another in positive ways to embrace who we are, to be satisfied and content with where we are. Not that we're settling for something. We're embracing something beautiful because the life that you have right now is a beautiful gift from God. The person that you are right now is a beautiful gift from God to yourself and to the people that God has placed in your life for you to love. So I think it's important that we encourage one another not only to embrace who we are and not only to remember our worthiness and that we are beautiful and that we've accomplished beautiful things in our lives because we are of a certain age, but then encourage each other to check what your influences are. With my girlfriend, I was like, what's making you feel that way? Who's making you feel that way? What media are you taking in that's subtly or not so subtly telling you you need Botox to fit in. Everybody's doing it. You're the only one who looks like that. And, you know, in, in conversation with my girlfriend, uh, she realized, you know, it was her hairdresser who does this Botox and has these parties. And that was actually who had invited her. And she's like, there I am sitting in the chair, staring into the mirror as she's working on my hair under the bright lights. And, you know, side note, why are the lights in hair salons so unflattering. They are so bad. I always sit there at the hair salon looking in the mirror like, oh my gosh, this is not a good scene. And so anyway, my poor girlfriend sitting there with her Botoxed up hairdresser, you know, telling her how great it is and inviting her to the Botox party. Of course, she's feeling pushed in that direction, you know? So I think it's important that we check our influences or, you know, what media are you taking in on television or on social media that's really very, you know, youth focused as the only value when it comes to feminine beauty. Figure out what those influences are and maybe, maybe remove some of them. Maybe they're not a help to you. Maybe they're not ultimately leading to your happiness. So important things to consider. I hope that's helpful, Erica. Um, and that's my little two cents on the whole Botox and, and, and fillers and liposuction and all of that industry. Um, ultimately, I'm in complete agreement with you, Erica, but I think you need to be very positive and um, encouraging in the ways that you might approach it with your friends and your sisters. 
All right. That's all the time we have for this week. But I want to thank you for being here. I want to remind you to register for the Catholic Bible Summit. Follow the link in the show notes at ascensionpress.com or go to my social media and click there to register for free to get access to dozens of talks focused on God's word, focused on scripture. So the name of this summit is The Word. And I'm really excited to share my talk there with you. My talk is going to be focused on family prayer time and the ways that we can make that happen in our homes and in our families. But I am just one of many really inspiring and exceptional Catholic speakers that are part of the Catholic Bible Summit. So I'm really looking forward to connecting with you there. But most of all, I am thrilled to have connected with you here. I'm always glad when you show up for an episode of Girlfriends. I love that we are able to be part of this community together. And know that I am praying for you and I ask you to pray for me too, but also pray for your fellow girlfriends, the other people who are listening to this podcast week after week. We really are a prayer-filled community. So if you're listening to this show, know that you have been prayed for. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between daniellebean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation.